This podcast represents the opinions of Katie Allen, PA, and guests of her show. The content is for informational purposes only and in no way sets up a patient relationship. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Now, here's Katie Allen. Jay, my hands are in the air and I'm waving them like I just don't care. Except I do care about lip lines and everybody that I've ever met cares about the lip lines. Whether you are in sales, a lawyer, actor or actress, CEO, baker, police officer, politician, medical professional, writer, stay-at-home parent, teacher, absolutely any title that there is, even a bona fide hippie living off the land, if you've seen a mirror, there is a good chance that you don't like those perioral rightids, which is the fancy word for saying those lip lines. Sometimes we call them smokers lines, but we know not everybody's been smoking. This is Make Me Pretty, Tomboy Turn Plastic Surgery PA, and I'm that Tomboy Turn Plastic Surgery PA, Katie Allen. I've worked in plastic surgery for over 15 years. My goal is to provide tips and tricks on products and services that I believe actually work and are worth your time and money. On today's episode, we're talking about those pesky little vertical lines that surround the mouth, which really give us an unhealthy and dehydrated appearance. Boo! So lips get a lot of their soft shape from collagen, and as we age, we tend to lose that collagen. Although there are a lot of contributing factors to why we see these lip lines and why do we see them on some individuals more than others? Well, we always have to state the obvious. Genetics! And we can't control those. So I kind of just acknowledge the fact that genetics is a factor with most things and then let's move on. Why focus too much on something that we can't control? We do see these lines more severe and more often in lighter skin individuals at a younger age. It is not that all skin types don't produce these with time, but I do like to acknowledge the fact that you do tend to see this more in lighter skin at younger ages. So we've acknowledged that genetics is a big culprit with this, but the other two major things that I would bring into this are sun exposure and smoking. If you are over the age of 20 years old and you are still smoking cigarettes, well, you already know that you shouldn't be and it affects much more than your skin. Yes, maybe the mouth pursing around the cigarette causes some of those fine lines, but in general, we think primarily about the free radicals that are being created from the chemicals themselves and the nicotine, which shrinks down the blood vessel and decreases blood flow to surrounding areas, both of which inhibit the repair of skin and lead to breakdown of collagen elastin. Sun exposure, quite frankly, does the same thing. I can't tell you how many times people come in and say, I've got these lines and I hate them, but I've never smoked. And I say, oh yeah, but were you out in the sun? Oh yeah, I did that. Okay, well, there you go. So sun exposure is another thing that we see. It produces also a substantial amount of free radicals within the skin. It breaks down collagen elastin. Uh, Collagen is really what we talked about the most but you've got to realize that once it breaks down that elastin, I'm not really sure currently that we have anything on the market, might be coming though, where it can rebuild that elastin. So we've got to take care of the elastin that we've been given at birth. And then with collagen, we might be able to do some things that we can reproduce collagen, but it takes a lot of effort. Another thing that I don't want to put too much weight in is repetitive facial motions, like when we're speaking. And if you say B, and if you say P, and if you say ooh or ah, and you're moving those mouths muscles all around. Some might even say sipping out of the straw. You know, I'm not the one to really tell you to stop sipping out of the straw. Yes, does it possibly contribute? Yeah, okay, everything can contribute, you know? So if somebody's telling you that you need to do that to save your teeth, well, poor dentition also has a significant effect. If you've ever seen somebody, especially with poorly fitting dentures, well, I mean, they're going to have lots of lip lines and they're going to look horribly deflated in the area. So, you know, who am I to tell you to quit using the straw? Again, I think that might be a contributing
contributing factor, but do I think that's really what's making all the lip lines? Ah, it's probably more likely that you've been in the sun a long time or smoking that cigarette. As we age, we do lose some of the skeletal support. So yes, that is a contributing factor as well. Also, hydration is a big deal. So drink up your water. I'm trying to work on that myself. And that's going to come back up when I discuss some solutions also in the future. Diet is also another contributing factor. Uh, One thing I'll say is that if you are thinner than what God intended you to be, well, the whole face will look skeletal. And that does include the mouth as well. And it is all related. It's like a domino effect. It all connects to each other. So what's the very best thing that you can do for these perioral rites? Prevention. Prevention is key. However, I can hear a lot of you with this little voice behind your head saying, um, Katie, we didn't have Make Me Pretty podcast whenever I was growing up. And we didn't know about sunscreen when I was growing up. And quite frankly, if you're over the age of 55, we really didn't even know that cigarettes were that bad for you, etc., etc., etc. So yes, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm still going to talk a little bit about prevention for those that are young enough that can still do something about it. And for those of you who are older, you still need to listen to the preventative things because I need you to do these now. But then we're going to get to the treatments. And yes, that's going to affect the majority of the population listening today. So absolutely everybody of all skin types, you need to wear your sunscreen at least in 30 SPF or above. You need to have something on your lips and the surrounding area. This will help with preventing the breakdown of the collagen at such a significant rate, although you will still get some free radicals coming through with some sun exposure. I personally love being in the out of doors. You guys know that. I'm a tomboy at heart. I love to play. So I'm not really going to tell you to just stay inside. I'm going to leave that for Derm. Love you, Derm. I also want you wearing that sunscreen because it helps decrease the changes in the pigment around the mouth, which just makes those lines look worse. And you know putting on more makeup to try to camouflage that out just looks really bad. Like a bunch of makeup has just been put on to camouflage that out. So don't do that because it just settles in the lines and makes those look worse too. So officially in the world of providers, I'm supposed to tell you to stop drinking out of your straws. But as you heard me earlier, I'm just not so sure about that. I'm probably uh, the only person who sits out there and doesn't think that your straws is necessarily a big contributing factor. You know, if you want to drink the straws, go ahead. I've seen just as many people who drink out of straws regularly who have a lot of lip lines and seen just as many people who drink out of straws regularly who don't. I'm sure as hell not going to tell you to stop talking so much uh, because I'm really screwed on that one, right? And we can insert the laugh out loud emoji right there. There are definitely some blurred aspects to prevention and treatment. So I'm just going to kind of briefly mention it in the prevention section, go into it more detailed into our treatment session. But really, if you can do some things in advance, just as far as skincare goes, there are a variety of topical skincares that I can go into. Beginning retinoid type products, I'm not going to go into which one you need because that's a different episode, but different retinoid type products, especially beginning those in your 30s, I would say, and other type topical solutions. There are different peels that can be looked at, although please don't waste your money on a facial. Come on, you need other things. You need things that actually make a difference unless you just want to go to the spa and get a facial for fun. When it comes to investing your money and your time, go ahead and do things like microneedling, which stimulate collagen. Do microneedling with a little energy on the end of it, which can be done on all skin colorations. And those things, you need to seek out the counsel of somebody that's local to you, but somebody to direct you in what is the best purchase uh, for your time and money, okay? Microtox is another thing. It's basically Botox that you can put a small amount around the mouth area, which can help some with prevention of those dynamic lines, which is the lines that you see when you're moving. Or maybe that helps in decreasing those lines deepening, but we really don't have a lot of data on that on the long term because that's something that's really just been done over the last several years. So I just like to kind of bring that up as an option. It sure does seem like it prevents those somewhat, but you still got to do your part. So far, even in prevention itself, there isn't just one thing that you need to do. So in general on prevention, I would tell 
tell you, you guys, get a great healthcare provider that you trust and follow their advice. So now we're going to talk about some treatment when we talk about lip lines. You guys, no matter who your provider is, if they tell you this is a complex subject, they are right. Okay. So if somebody thinks, wham, bam, I've got you, all right, I've got you means I've got you, but it's going to take us a little while. If you are presenting to myself or another provider with lip lines, meaning smokers lines or non-smokers lines that look like smokers lines, but perioral rites is the fancy word for saying vertical lines that go around the mouth, usually more prominent on the top. That's hard. And usually that's not something that's going to be fixed overnight or with one treatment. So usually if somebody comes to you, I'm like, I gotcha, but I gotcha means I gotcha, but you're going to have to listen to the instructions, be ready to invest, and it might take us a year and maybe two years to get you there. It is preferable that you come in once you see those lines occurring. But obviously, 10 years ago, I didn't have as much for those vertical lines as I have now in the toolbox, just like everybody else. So when we talk about prevention, obviously, you didn't know what to do. And now things like podcasts, like Make Me Pretty podcast, and other things that are out there, like on YouTube or Instagram, etc., etc., and great providers that have been giving a lot more knowledge. Now we have more tools for prevention, but we also have a lot more tools for treatment. And it usually takes more than one tool in order to provide the best outcome, especially to look pretty good, natural, and not funky. Because if we made you look stupid after you already had the lip lines, well, we haven't really accomplished anything, have we? Other than a cartoon character. Ugh, I don't want to do that. When it comes to treatment, I'm going to try to cover these the best that I can. Well, you're just listening. So I don't really have any visual tools to tell you, but I'm going to do my very best. And the biggest thing to understand is, is you got to find a healthcare provider that you really do trust and understands what your skin is like, what the risks and the benefits are, because you really got to weigh all those things out and realize that it oftentimes is not just one tool that's going to give you the best benefit, and it is going to take you some money and some time. So if you really don't have very much money to contribute, you just got to understand that your results are going to be less than stellar, but they might still be acceptable results for you, but you just need to understand where the hands can get quite tied from your practitioner. All right, so starting with laser. If I have somebody that comes comes in and they have significant static, meaning without a lot of motion, lines that surround the mouth. You see this typically more in your lighter skin individuals. Well, then I might think about resurfacing tools like resurfacing laser. Erbium laser is one of the best ones that we can go after this area with. That is a substantial burn to the area. And that primarily, again, is going to go after those static lines, the lines that you see at rest. If somebody has a darker skin type, we tell people these skin types by Fitzpatrick scales, but basically I'm not going to go into that because you're going to go with a hell, Katie. But if somebody has a darker skin type, I'm not going to use this laser on you. There might be some that will, but to me, the risks way outdo the benefit to this. But if somebody has a lighter skin type, which I typically see uh, deeper lines at a younger age, then maybe we can think about doing this. However, without getting too far into this, this is a substantial burn. You are out of work for several weeks. It is raw. It is oozy. It is uncomfortable. But sometimes that's what you need. Some of the biggest risks to that when it comes to the burn really is hypo pigmentation, although hyperpigmentation skin types, but hypopigmentation where it really can have a lightened skin appearance, uh, which kind of looks like a huge milk dash, which is not very appealing. But overall, if the lip lines really bother somebody, this is something that somebody can consider. I really try to talk you guys out of it. And you know, if you've ever been into my office with lip lines, I'm like, listen, I got this tool, but I don't want you to use it. And it's just because it's a lot to go through. And it might sound like it's okay, but again, weeks of discomfort uh, and still needing to use other tools. Yeah, we just have to 
kind of weigh that out. There is another laser, a profractional laser, which usually takes at least a series of three. This can also cost you a lot, usually a thousand and above per treatment. You know, this has skip zones in it. So usually you look kind of red, a little like I kind of took a knife and just kind of did little tiny stab marks all over this area. You know, this is something that can be utilized, is a little easier to heal, less downtime usually than about three to five days that is a mineral type based makeup and get back to work. So it's something that is also a possibility, but still not going to necessarily give us quite the results of that bigger erbium CO2 type laser, but it is still a nice possibility. Again, still only wanting to use that in my lower Fitzpatrick scales, which is the lighter skin types, which typically see more of these uh, deeper rightids at a lesser age. Skin peels. You know, skin peels can be helpful, especially those that are a little deeper in nature. Some of our TCA type peels around the mouth, they do have their risks as well without me going into those. Do I think that they really get rid of the lines? Uh, I've never really seen a peel get rid of even a more minimal line, but I definitely think they help with getting rid of that dead skin layer to the top, uh, which shows an overall brightening of the skin, which definitely helps decrease the appearance of the fine lines to this area. And we still can find some increase in collagen formation from some of our deeper peels, but I don't put as much faith in the peel itself for the fine line area, but definitely think that it has a contributing factor, so it should be considered with one of our tools. A little bit more invasive of a procedure is to actually do something called subcision. And that's basically where you're getting underneath the line with a deeper needle that tries to break up the connection of the upper layers of skin to the deeper layers of skin so you don't see as deep of a line. Or you can even make a small incision and do a spreading maneuver with scissors. Don't think too much about that, but trying to break up the lines underneath that, that usually does not do it in itself. It also needs an additional filler to add volume, which covers over the top of those muscles. Let's remember that we've all had these muscles since we were children. However, now we're starting to see the muscles or the lines between these muscles that are formed or the lines that are formed from the muscle movement to this area. So a lot of times we need to do something to cover over that muscle to add volume back to that area. So first to subsize is to break apart underneath there and then we can add some filler over the top. It is real important that we choose the appropriate filler or you will look like a trout mouth. Some of those that I choose to use to the area are Bellatero, Volbella, RHA2, Refine, Silk, and more. I just think it's important to not use things that are too hydrophilic, although there are some that will even use diluted radius, which is not very hydrophilic, but I myself have concerns with the inability to break those products up, but that is a possibility with others using it. I tend to pick specifically based on the individual in front of me and whether those lines are static or dynamic or how long they've been there or what I believe they might be from, but I am looking at that individual and using my instincts to tell me what to do. I also use a variety of techniques, whether it's ferning or depoing the product in. I sometimes use a needle. I sometimes use a cannula. I sometimes use a little variety of both. Again, it depends on the person. And that's something that's difficult to tell you exactly what you're going to do unless you are individualizing for the person in front of me. And that's what I have to do. I have to just tell you what I'm going to do based on that instinct. It is usually taking more than one time together. In fact, it usually takes a multitude of times together to get to our final result as we don't want to lay in too much at one time. Usually we'll use some and then I'll have somebody wait at least a month, sometimes three to four months later, and then let's do a little bit more, which what we're doing is we're laying down a product. We are doing a little subcision, but don't tell anyone again, we're running that needle or that cannula underneath. That is a little bit of subsizing, at least when I'm thinking about it. And then I'm laying a little bit of the product, which also induces a little collagen production. So oftentimes, once I get a hold of somebody, usually within a year or two, we're seeing a significant difference, but it takes time. And that's whether or not they're using another 
another device as well, or whether or not we're doing a combination therapy as well too. Botox. <laughs> it always comes down to Botox again, but you can use micro droplets of Botox right at the vermilion border. That usually, to me, can help with these lip lines. Also gives you a little bonus of a lip flip. It can help with the lip lines. However, there are some downsides. You can have difficulty saying your B's and your P's. You know, if somebody is public speaker, I always give a little bit of a warning, although that doesn't usually seem to stop folks. I tell people you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And that really seems to be, if you like the results enough uh, that you think it helps with the fine lines around the area, then sometimes you're going to go back to it. But if you find it difficult to drink out of the straws or drink your coffee or even, you know, bring your lips together to smear your lipstick, if all those things bother you, well, then it's not going to be your favorite or choice. The nice part to it is usually you can get away with doing a little bit of that Botox around the mouth for around 88 to $150 or so, no matter where you're located. It's usually pretty cheap overall. It is rare that that by itself is going to address the perioral lines, but it is a potential and a possibility. It is really important that the injector place that in the appropriate area, or you can end up with some funky things that are more than what I just discussed. I did mention to you in the treatment, some microneedling. Okay, microneedling with a pen. It's a specific pens, but basically the individual that's doing this at home, no, that's not what's working unless you got specialized pen at home. But in general, what you need is the one that is a medical grade pen that is usually performed by an esthetician or a greater degree that puts in there specific little needles that have a controlled amount of damage to produce collagen to that area. That takes at least three treatments to see anything. You know, what I've seen the most benefit from is when folks are doing several treatments every year, and then you'll see a benefit over the years to come. When folks are expecting to see a grandiose development after three, well, I mean, you can't compare it to something like Botox or filler where you see something more substantial. This is to be utilized in addition to those things usually, or understanding that it's going to take you a period of time because you've been producing those lines over a period of time. So we're not just going to correct them with one session of microneedling or even quite frankly, I just don't see those perioral lines being significantly changed within three sessions. I see it more that over years to come and over a multitude of sessions that you can see that. Even more advanced than that is when I see the microneedling utilized with the additional energy, such as with radio frequency, like with devices such as N-Modes Morpheus 8. You can see a bigger change with that. And we usually start with three treatments to see some of that change, but you're really waiting on that change, you know, four months or so, maybe even greater, six months up to a year. But really, to me, it's best if you can do those sessions, you know, maybe four to six weeks apart when you have that possibility, just so you can start to see those effects sooner. You know, I really think that even with that, if you have substantial lines, you still need other benefits, maybe starting with the microneedling type devices with the energy, and then let me get a hold of you with some of these fillers or Botox, etc, etc. And then you still need topical type skin solutions to this area, not just to do the treatment on what we're doing now, but also for the prevention of what wants to worsen in the future. And again, all of these things are best under the guidance of a provider that you trust. Hydration is key. You know, we need to physically put the water in our bodies. I'm horrific with this. I've probably got a lot more Starbucks running through my body uh, than any H2O. And physically trying to make an intentional effort to increase the hydration, even in myself. But hydration also includes things like hyaluronic acid, which is in some of those fillers that we talked about, which actually pulls water into the area. So it keeps water around, which also gives the appearance of an increase in volume around that area as well. Hydration also in topicals, you know, something on the lesser end would even be the CeraVe moisturizer that you can get over the counter for 10 to $15 at Publix. But you know, you can pick that up, at least put that around the area. I do 
do think a lip balm, adding in the SPF is nice to put on your lips. Definitely putting on some form of lip balm before you go to sleep and a moisturizer before you go to sleep and also applying them the next morning. But definitely don't forget that nightly dose too so that it can be hydrating the skin through the night. So we covered a lot of different prevention options as well as a lot of treatment options. I know it can be a bit overwhelming and it really goes down to, to me, you've got to find a provider that you trust and that you guys decide together what your overall goals are and what your realistic goals are. You know, I often go back to that comment of, I have yet to meet Oprah, but let's discuss things like you are Oprah and that you have her budget. But let's be realistic. Most of us are living in the real world and we're trying to figure out what is the best bang for our buck? What are the things that we need to choose that are best for our money and our time? In the perfect world, you would choose to do all of the things really mentioned or what your provider suggests. But a lot of times we are having to pick and choose. And that still goes back to you really need the guidance of a provider. You are only going to get prescriptive benefits with prescriptive medications and prescriptive treatments, period. My biggest advice to my patients is don't waste your money on stuff that's not really active or doing anything unless it benefits you mentally. I'm excited for all the information and education that we are seeing an increase in with these perioral lines and for the future of more of to come. Thank you for listening to me today on this lovely episode about these wretched lines around the mouth. And I look forward to you joining me in the future on Make Me Pretty Podcast, Tomboy Turn Plastic Surgery PA. I really enjoy having folks follow me and trying to educate you on as much as I can about the things that I really do believe are the best tips, tricks, and products that are truly worth your time and money. I'm enjoying seeing where some of you are located on the lovely map. We're beginning to cover more and more states and lots of countries out there. So please give me a shout out on Instagram at Make Me Pretty Podcast or on Facebook at Make Me Pretty Podcast or www.makemepretty.org. If you have any subjects that you really like covered, feel free to reach out to me on Make Me Pretty Podcast on Instagram and let me know under messages and I'll try to get to some of those subjects. Also, coming up on our next episode, we're going to have an interview with Dr. Glenn Walton, board certified plastic surgeon who is located north of Atlanta and happens to be my incredible boss. And we'll speak about breast lifts, technically called mastopexies. But we have a great discussion about the possibilities and potentials for breast lifts. And I hope that you will join us on that episode. Thank you again for all of your downloads, listens, comments, and reviews. I appreciate all of them. I need all of them. They help energize me to go forward. Cheers to all of you for feeling fucking fabulous after 40. Thank you.